Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Barbara Stephan is my guest today for Song of the Soul. She hails from Milwaukee and teaches music at the Waukesha County Conservatory of Music. R&B and jazz are her best-loved end of the musical spectrum, but her talented voice goes everywhere. She has fun, beautiful, and deep music with a message on her CD, I'm Awake. Barbara's talents also include photography, and you'll find some of her amazing pictures of presences in wood on her site, naturesprites.com, but more on that later. Barbara Stephan joins us today from Milwaukee. Barbara, thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. It's wonderful to be talking with you today. I haven't met you in person. I think you're somewhere down in southeastern Wisconsin? Yeah, actually, I live in Milwaukee. I've been here for about the last 10 years. That means that you were somewhere else to start with. Where do you hail from? I actually grew up in the Beloit-Janesville area, actually right in the middle of Janesville and Beloit in a small town called Afton. After that, went and lived in a few different places, Chicago, Madison. I moved around a little bit, and then I finally decided to settle in Milwaukee about 10 years ago. Have you been a musician all along? Have you been making music in all these places? Yes, I have. In fact, I started singing in church in Afton when I was five years old. I sang my first solo when I was eight, and then after that, I sang for just about every wedding and funeral that came through that little church, and then that just kind of started everything, and my dad was a guitar player, so I started singing in his band uh, and playing a little bit of keyboard when I was 15, 
and then that just kind of started this whole bug of playing out in live bands. So, yeah, I've pretty much been doing that. That's a big part of my living, so I've been doing that since I was 15. What was this little church you were a part of or maybe continue to be part of? It was called, uh, it is called Afton Community Church. And uh, it's a little far for me to go now, but uh, I know that they're still alive and well and thriving in Afton, and it's just a bunch of really wonderful people. It's a non-denominational church. Let's dive into some of the music that you're picking for today's Song of the Soul, Barbara. I do want to call attention right away to your website, barbarastephan.com, and people can find a link from my northernspiritradio.org. Well, I think we need to hear a little bit of the music you've picked. What kind of music do you have out there? I think you've been doing music for a long time. What kind of recordings out there of your beautiful and talented voice are out there? Oh, thank you. I have one CD out. I am really happy to say that I got to do this album with the wonderfully talented Joe Puerta, the bass player for Ambrosia. And I say is the bass player because Ambrosia is still out there alive and well. But it's kind of a mix between R&B and pop and jazz, which is probably my big strengths, all three of those wrapped into one. And I love Ella Fitzgerald, listening to Ella Fitzgerald growing up. And now, of course, I love people like Joss Stone and Nora Jones. So pretty much everyone in between there. Stevie Wonder, I'm a huge fan of Stevie Wonder. So just great songs, great songwriting. That's what I really, really love to listen to. And that's what I really hope to convey in my own music. Well, I think we need to hear a little bit of the music you've picked. I know that there's some of your own and some from other folks. What do you want to start with for Song of the Soul? Well, I would really like to start with a song from my CD. The song is called Do You Know. I wrote the song, and it just kind of came out, all the lyrics, before I really knew what it was going to be about. And, and this has happened a few different times where I just write something out, and then it doesn't hit me until a few days later what the actual meaning of the song is. This particular song, I wrote the lyrics, then I recorded it, and I was struck profoundly that it was really a message from the divine. And now when I listen to the song, the lyrics are like the divine and the all that is speaking to me about the love that is for me. I wouldn't have predicted that. Of course, I've listened to the song, but I'm sure a lot of listeners interpret it as a love song, right? This is you're my sweetheart, you're so precious to me kind of thing, right? Yes. And I realized when I listened to the song that it was definitely God speaking to me and, and speaking to any listener about the love that surrounds us all the time. You know, because I wrote things in there that I didn't even think about, like writing about the lotus flower, and, you know, that is just such a huge image for a lot of people of the divine oneness. Now, really, when I listen to the song, I just feel filled with divine love, and I would love people, when they're listening to the song, to just kind of close their eyes and just feel like this is the divine speaking right to them. Do you know how you are to me See the red and amber Fallen leaves The lining in the air How I want to touch The deeper places so much Do you, do you know Do you know how beautiful you are 
Do You Know by Barbara Steffen, a song from the divine to us. I'm curious about your choice of the words divine. In the childhood church that you grew up in, would they refer to God as the divine? That's a pretty common way for me as a Quaker to refer to that other greatness. But I don't know that in most community Christian circles it would be that way, but I could be completely wrong. What were the words that were common in your childhood? I'm so glad that you asked me this question because, yeah, I mean, they would have said God or they would have talked about Jesus, which growing up female and going to this church, I went to this church from 5 to 15, and I was there every Saturday and every Sunday. You know, we studied a lot of the Bible. I was there in Sunday school. I sang for church. And about maybe 13, 14 years old, I started to have a real problem with feeling like I didn't have any kind of a female to identify with except for the Virgin Mary, which seemed to be this ideal, almost an unrealistic ideal that I couldn't relate to the Virgin Mary. I had no idea how to relate to the Virgin Mary. And talking about God and Jesus basically as him, you know, the capital H, I felt like I had nowhere to go. I couldn't feel any personal connection to Jesus or to God because I, I, what I was really longing for 
was a female connection. I left the church when I was 15, and I was very, very distraught because there, I, it felt like to me we would talk about God and talk about Jesus and all of the ideals in the sanctuary, and then I would go out into the other parts of the church where there was some political things going on and, and backbiting and things that I was too young to understand, but I certainly knew that I was not seeing the behavior outside of the church, that I was told I was supposed to live up to these ideals inside the church. So when I went off and just became kind of floundering around spiritually, I know now I wasn't floundering around, I was definitely learning a lot of lessons, but you know, from like 15 to 30, I just didn't have a clue. I, when I moved to Milwaukee, you know, I didn't have any friends, I had just started this job, I was pretty lonely. And I thought, you know, maybe I'll try going back to church. And I went from church to church to church to church, and I could not find anywhere that I could feel any kind of connection. So then, it was when I hit 30, I started studying A Course in Miracles, and I started studying Buddhism, and I read Siddhartha by Herman Hesse, which was just amazing. And then I read a lot of people who were talking about Mary Magdalene and Jesus and how Mary was his equal. And then, of course, that, all, that whole thing came out with Leonardo da Vinci's Portrait of the Last Supper with what they thought was Mary uh, sitting at his right hand. And then I started to feel a connection and started to really dig into a little bit more of that history. I wasn't comfortable with the word God anymore because it just conjured up in me a vision of a big hymn when now I really feel deeply that God is neither male nor female. That's quite a journey, a beautiful one. So have you found congregation or congregations that you can meet with, uh, communities where you get to share this kind of spiritual openness? Yes. Actually, there's an organization right in the kind of Baraboo Portage area called One Heart, Inc., and I I really want to talk about them a little bit later, but they are definitely a group of like-minded people that I have definitely had these kinds of conversations with. There's also unity churches here in Milwaukee that are really kind of science of mind churches because then I really started to delve into people like Greg Braden and Bruce Lipton and Joe Bolte-Taylor finding that a lot of the new physics and the quantum physics is, is talking a lot about what Buddha says and, and what um, Buddhism is talking about and a lot of the teachings of Jesus. I mean, I'm a big fan of Jesus, don't get me wrong. I'm a big fan of his teachings. I, I'm just really, really interested in how Western science is beginning to actually prove what Jesus and the Buddha and a lot of these other spiritual leaders were were talking about as far as, you know, especially the concept that we are all one, which is exactly what One Heart, Inc. is trying to convey to people also. It sounds like great stuff, stuff I'd love to talk to you for hours about, but we also want to get in the music that you've chosen. So tell me where we're going for your Song of the Soul. Okay, this next song is by Billy Joel. It's a really amazing song, and again, it kind of is like do you know in, in the fact that I heard this song when Billy Joel first put it out in 2001, I do believe it was, of uh, the essential Billy Joel. I was putting together some songs for a student of mine. I, I teach voice out at Heartland Music, Waukesha County Conservatory in Heartland. And I have this 14-year-old student, his name is Austin, and he loves Billy Joel, and he's learning all this Billy Joel piano stuff. So I was coaching him on this song, and I'm standing behind him, 
and I'm reading the lyrics. I've never really read the lyrics to the song. He's singing the song, and I'm reading the lyrics, and I just had this amazingly profound insight that based on a few of the lyric choices that Billy Joel had is that the song is obviously written from an eternal being to an eternal being, and I, I was just filled with so much love and so much bliss. I had what I like to call a bliss-out experience where I just I felt like I... I, I just like traveled into another dimension and, and tears started rolling down my face. I felt so much love. I just couldn't even believe it. And the song, interestingly enough, sounds like it's written from a father to maybe a baby daughter or a baby son. But I felt so much divine love coming to me from that song. And I just, I just knew that this was a sign like, yes, this is how much you are loved. I don't think you said the name of the song. Which song is it? The name of the song is Lullaby. And is this a song that you now sing that you can perform or maybe have performed? I, right now, can't perform it without crying my eyes out. So, I mean, if that, if that student hadn't been in the room, I would have been on my knees. And, you know, which is bliss. So now I listen to it. It's on my iPod. I listen to it every night before I go to sleep. I think then maybe people should cozy up and listen to Billy Joel's song, Lullaby. Good night, my angel. Time to close your eyes and save these questions for another day. I think I know what you've been asking me. I think you know what I've been trying to say I promised I would never leave you And you should always know Wherever you may go, no matter where you are I never will be Good night, my angel, now it's time to sleep And still so many things I want to say Remember all the songs you sang for me When we went sailing on an emerald bay And like a boat out on the ocean I'm rocking you to sleep The water's dark and deep Inside this ancient heart You'll always be a part of me My angel, now it's time to dream And dream how wonderful your life will be Someday your child may cry And if you sing this lullaby Then in your heart there will always be a part of me
Someday we'll all be gone, but lullabies go on and on. They never die. That's how you and I will be. That was Billy Joel's song "Lullaby." It's for today's song of the soul guest, Barbara Steffen, and it's one that she selected as influential in her spiritual path and journey. Tell me about more music that's part of your spiritual path. Well, I'm so glad you asked me that too, because one of my absolute favorite movies of all time is Harold and Maude. Have you ever seen that movie? You just named my all-time favorite. I've seen it a number of times, introduced my son to it, and Cat Stevens, now Yusuf Islam, just my favorite, favorite musician of that time. Oh, yeah, really incredible. So, yeah, I, I, Harold and Maude, I seriously, that used to be my boyfriend, Hester. So if I was dating someone and I showed them Harold and Maude and they went, um, this movie is terrible, then that was pretty much our last date. <laughs> but there's a scene in the movie where Maude, she's playing the piano and she's singing the song, this If You Want to Sing Out, Sing Out by Cat Stevens. So she's singing the song, and she's playing the piano, and it looks like she's playing the piano, and then in the middle of the song, she gets up and she starts clapping her hands, and the piano keeps playing, and it it just brought so much joy to my heart, and I just love the song so much. So the next one I'd love to play is If You Want to Sing Out, Sing Out by Cat Stevens. Well, if you want to sing out, sing out, and if you want to be free, be free. There's a million things to be You know that there are And if you want to live high, live high And if you want to live low, live low Cause there's a million ways to go You know that there are You can do what you want The opportunities are And if you find a new way You can do it today You can make it all true And you can make it undo You see Ah, it's easy Ah, you only need to know Well, if you want to say yes, say yes And if you want to say no, say no Cause there's a million ways to go You know that there are And if you want to be me, be me And if you want to be you, be you Cause there's a million things to do You know that there are You can do what you want The opportunity's on And if you find a new way You can do it today You can make it all true And you can make it undo You see Ah, it's easy Ah, you only Well, if you want to sing out, sing out And if you want to be free, be free Cause there's a million things to be You know that there are 
know that there are, you know that there are, you know that there are, you know that there are. you want to sing out, sing out. By Cat Stevens, that was his name back then. His name now is Yusuf Islam. Yeah, I relate so much. If you want to sing out, sing out. And is that a message that was important to you? You know, in the movie Harold and Maude, Harold had to learn that lesson. He was so preoccupied with death and meeting this 80-year-old woman who breathed new life into him. Did you have to be unchained from the dour side? Well, I'll tell you, when I was growing up, I was not to pursue a career or a professional life in music. I mean, I was very, very discouraged from doing that. It was okay if I did it for a hobby. But for me, I was expected to either graduate high school, go to college, get married, have children, and work for a corporation or be a secretary or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that was basically what was expected because it was the safe way. You know, you have to work for a corporation. You have to do the 40-hour work week grind. That's the only way you're going to have health insurance. And it was, it's just, to me, a very fear-based, generational expectation. This was the message constantly, even though it was very apparent to everyone that really music was all I, I cared about. I mean, it was all I ever wanted to do. Now that I'm older and I am doing a couple of creative things for a living, I now have an understanding that Joseph Campbell spoke some of the greatest words ever spoken, which was, follow your bliss. I follow my bliss and I watch as miraculous connections and networking and people show up and things show up. It's just such a miracle and it's like living this life where there's so much surrender and trust in the divine that, you know, there's something so much greater going on than I in my small... (laughs) physical body can kind of wrap my head around, but I've seen so many miraculous things happen. I have never, never missed my rent payment. I mean, never. You know, the phone always rings. A job always comes in. I'm always taken care of in the most amazing ways. Squelching that creative part of me was extremely difficult. I mean, I went to college and I quit. I went to another college and I quit. I went to another college and I quit. I didn't know what to do. You know, if I couldn't do what I loved, I really just profoundly had no idea what I was supposed to do. So yes, I definitely had to figure out how to just be me while there were other people in my life saying, you can't do that. Again, I want to remind people I'm speaking with Barbara Steffen and her website is barbarasteffen.com. You can find it via my site, northernspiritradio.org. This is Song of the Soul. I'm your host, Mark Helpsmeet. Each week, we bring you musicians who are sharing the music of their soul, like Barbara Steffen is with us today. You can go to my website, northernspiritradio.org, and on there you can hear the programs from the past five years, and you can add your comments to the programs. We like to know what speaks to your condition. That's a good Quaker phrase, what speaks to your condition. Barbara, where do we want to go next for your song of the soul? This song is very near and dear to my heart. I wrote it for my grandfather. My grandparents were married for almost 70 years, and they were very, very close. When my grandmother passed away, it was four or five months later, my uncle got a phone call from my grandfather. You know, of course, we're all worried about my grandfather. He's been living with my grandmother for so long, and to just have her be gone was, you know, had to be very difficult. 
So my grandfather calls my uncle one day and says, I need to go down to the funeral home. Can you give me a ride? So my uncle, thinking that he just has some unfinished business to take care of, comes to pick up my grandfather, takes him down to the funeral home, and my grandfather starts not really yelling but very forcefully telling the funeral director that he needs his money back for my grandmother's funeral because she is still living in the house. So unbeknownst to any of us, what had been happening is my grandfather is seeing my grandmother everywhere. She's floating on the ceiling. She's sitting on the bed. She's in the bathroom. She's, you know, talking to him in the foyer in, in the house. And my grandfather is like, yeah, she's, well, she's not dead. So <laughs> something is not right here. I wrote this song for my grandfather because now that I have studied everything that I've studied, all of this kind of otherworldly things, you know, what people would call paranormal or supernatural, I really don't think is paranormal or supernatural at all. We just can't see it in this plane of reality that we are on. We do not see a lot of things, many, many things that are going on around us. So I was pretty well convinced that if my grandfather said my grandmother was in the house, I believe that she probably was. So this is for my grandfather, well, both of my grandparents, really, and it's off of my album. It's called Footsteps on the Floor. I like the way you reach for me And I feel your fingers running through my head Just like you were there I thought that was your hand touching mine But I see that it was just the wind Playing with my mind They say that it's all in See you in your favorite chair by the fireside. I wonder what the line reflects since the world you've gone is the next. I have to keep this secret safe, keep it inside. Or they just might take me away. I would ache for you.
Stefan with her song Footsteps on the Floor. It's from her CD, I'm Awake. Barbara, I guess that I'm Awake has to do with the spiritual stuff, doesn't it? Yes. In hindsight, I might have called the album I'm Awakening because I'm awake. I don't know. Do we ever fully awaken? I'm not really sure about that. But I, at the time that I wrote all the songs on this album and was recording, I definitely had a profound awakening that has really stayed with me, and I'm doing so many things to foster that connection on a daily basis. Well, I still want to get deeper into the music of your soul, so tell me what we're going to listen to next for Song of the Soul. The next thing that I would like to listen to is The Battle of Evermore by Led Zeppelin. I took a trip to Oregon, actually not too terribly long ago. I just happened to look over at a dead tree trunk, And I saw in the tree trunk what looked to me to be a face. And I thought, oh, how cool. You know, it kind of looks like a face. I could see, you know, two eyes and a nose. So I took a picture of it. And then I saw right next to it a picture of another face. And this one kind of looked like a tiger, buffalo-looking thing. So I took a picture of that as well. and, And I was really excited about it. It was just so neat. So we took the rest of our walk, and I didn't think too much of it. And we came back home to Wisconsin. I blew up the photos and framed them and put them in the living room. More and more people started to come over, and my friends would say, where did you get these pictures? Then I realized that other people were seeing the same thing that I was seeing, and I thought, if I could see this kind of thing in Oregon, I wonder what I could find in the trees here in Wisconsin. So I began searching the trees and everything as far as, you know, wooden furniture. I have found the most amazing images of faces in these trees. And I I really want to talk about this website. It's called naturesprites.com. All of these images are up there. It's everything from, it looks like faces of beings. It's in deadwood. It's in furniture. It's in the trees. I'm partnering with this organization, One Heart Inc. It's oneheartinc.org. They're using my images as a 2011 fundraising calendar. But the reason why this ties in with the Battle of Evermore is because I feel like I'm experiencing not only this connection with the divine, but an absolutely visceral experience with nature. 
And I'm sure a lot of people listening have seen things. You know, you see something in the door, and you're like, oh, that looks like, it looks like Mother Mary, or, you know, somebody sees Jesus in a piece of toast or something like that. So I was riding my bicycle in the middle of the summer, and I was listening to the Battle of Evermore on my iPod, and I am pedaling away, and I'm feeling this incredibly visceral reaction, and I'm seeing the trees, and I'm seeing the wildlife, and the grass, and the clouds, and the sky, and, you know, Led Zeppelin to me is just the quintessential connection to this plane. Their music is so organic and so earthy, and I know that Robert Plant in particular was in so many different esoteric teachings, and I just am really, you know, I'm, I'm revisiting this connection to Led Zeppelin now that I used to have when I was a teenager. That was The Battle of Evermore by Led Zeppelin, and Barbara Stephan chose it today for her song of the soul, the visceral connection, as she says, to, I guess, spirit moving all around us. Is that a good way to say it for you? That's a great way to say it, yes, absolutely. 
Again, your website with your pictures is naturesprites.com. I'll have a link on my site as well, nordenspiritradio.org, and also oneheartinc.org. Visit any of these sites to find Barbara Steffen's amazing photography with presences she's found in wood. Well, I'm going to rush ahead here in order to make sure that we get in all of your music, Barbara. We've had music by you, by Led Zeppelin's, Cat Stevens, Billy Joel. Where next on your Song of the Soul journey? The next song I would like to play is also off of my CD. It is called Not With My Eyes. The first part of it is about the experience of having realizations, epiphanies, being a completely internal experience. It doesn't have anything to do with what I'm seeing with my eyes or what I'm touching with my hands or, or anything external. It is these shifts. And then I started thinking about, we always say in our language, oh, I see what you're saying, but we're never talking about, oh, I'm physically seeing what you're saying. So this is really about seeing the greater part of what we are all belonging to and, and all of this interconnectedness and these peeling of the layer kind of onion thing but it's all in an, at an internal level so this is uh, not with my eyes take a little time slow down your mind you will hear it feel your spirit breathing through your bones isn't that where you know what the truth is and what love is? I can promise that something much more. I am seeing things I have never seen before, but not with my eyes do I see. No, not with. I was once afraid Living every day Trying to believe in Life worth living Feeling all alone Can put a weight on your soul That's hard to walk with Makes it hard to talk with All the noise
Not With My Eyes by Barbara Steffen. Beautiful song, Barbara. The idea about, you know, slow down your mind, you'll hear it, you feel the spirit, the breathing getting you there. How much does that have roots in your non-denominational Christianity when you grew up? Did you get periods of that? Yes. And the funny thing is, is that, of course, they called it prayer. Again, I just, I couldn't connect. I really, when I thought about prayer, I really didn't know what to do. I mean, I kind of sat there, and to me now, when I think about it back then, it was more like I'm asking this distant being in this distant, faraway place that I, I don't know where they live, I don't know what their day-to-day life is like, but I'm going to pray to them and ask them, I don't know what, to heal my mother's cold and to bring world peace and you know I'm always wanting something from this being that I'm somehow not getting and I really don't know how to connect to him or uh, it was just all very odd to me so yeah I mean there was there were periods you know bow your head and pray and I'm looking at my feet and wondering what I'm going to have for lunch and you know that kind of thing I clearly remember that when I was a kid but the funny thing was is that I did have a profound connection with a piece of playground equipment at my school and I would go on top of this piece of playground equipment. You know, now that I'm talking to you, I didn't even realize this. Um, I called this piece of playground equipment Old Mr. Oak, which is funny. It's totally a, a male thing, but I wasn't even thinking about that then. I felt so connected to this piece of playground equipment that I would go up and I would sit at the very top, and it kind of looked like a tree, and it was green. And at the top, of course, we had metal playground equipment back then, which you would never see now. But the top looked like it was ringed, you know, kind of like a, a piece of wood would look. I would sit on the top of there and I would talk to old Mr. Oak and he would tell me what to do. And I was so connected to this entity or being or I don't know if it was, a, it was probably a spirit guide for me. And if I had a hard time at school or if I had a hard time at home or if I was wondering what to do, I would go sit on top of this piece of playground equipment and I would have conversations for what seemed like hours with this being. I mean, it was just so amazing, comforting, loving. You know, and now I realize that that was the connection that I always wanted to find in church and just could never find. That's stunning. Absolutely stunning. (laughs) It's kind of funny now that I think about it. I don't know if it's funny. I think it's just beautiful. I think it's rich and wonderful and a blessing that we can find these connections to the divine, this comforting thing that we're part of that's within us, that we can find it in all those places, even though we're told it was in this little box or in this book or in these words or in this person. To find it out there on the playground is so appropriate and right. Definitely, I agree. we got time for one more song, Barbara. What do you want to finish off your Song of the Soul with? Well, this song is also near and dear to my heart because the lyrics of the song really, to me, are an example of probably what has taken me the furthest in my life and in my spiritual practices which is letting go, the whole idea of letting go and the whole idea of surrendering. In the times in my life when I have let go, I have been shown the most amazing, miraculous things, and I've had really life-altering things. This song, Let It Be, by the Beatles, it's really about the whole wisdom of letting things go and letting it be. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me Speaking words of wisdom Let it be And in my hour of darkness She is standing right in front of me Speaking words of wisdom 
said it better let it be by the beatles thank you for picking that out for your song of the soul barbara i want to remind people your website is barbarastephan.com and you can find it from my northern spirit radio.org as well as connection to her nature spites.com and some other sites that she's connected with thank you for being here today for song of the soul barbara thank you so much mark it was really wonderful talking to you thank you That was Barbara Steffen joining us today for Song of the Soul from Milwaukee. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. 
My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy. Sing out a song.